Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Football! Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Their weekly mission, to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Luke Anderson. Why is it laughing? Why is it funny? Will Darkens. That's the, that's the tackler. <laughs> Presented by Buster's Barbecue. For real deal barbecue, check out bustersbarbecue.com. The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. All right, welcome in Hour 2, Sinner and St. Luke Anderson, Will Darkens with you. If you missed anything from Hour 1, uh, the 1080 The Fan podcast brought to you by Les Schrupp Tires, available at... 1080thefan.com. If you're getting ready to get out of the car and you're like, wait, I want to hear the things you're going to say. Hey, grab your smartphone, turn on the radio.com app, or just ask your smart speaker when you get indoors, go, hey, smart speaker, play 1080 the fan. That was abrupt. Yeah, it was to accentuate your point. Nah, didn't do it. Did the opposite. Killed my momentum. Are you watching the uh, Super Tournament of Champions uh, thing on Jeopardy? Oh, no, I don't care about that. In fact, I don't understand why anybody cares about Jeopardy anymore. I, I really don't. I mean, there's Google, right? Like, what do, what do I care that a guy knows? You trivia? know what would be fun is if you had a show where everybody had a laptop and could just sit there and Google yeah. the answers. Who's the best Googler? Oh, my. That's, I would watch that game show. Yeah, I think call, it would be hard if you. Call Googler. Yeah, like, you could ask. I, oh, I actually knew that one. I knew that one. It could be like lead-ups, right? There's the easy ones where it's just like, hey, or how fast is, how good is your internet connection and laptop and how fast are you at typing? Yeah. And then the ones that are like, you got to research just a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, but do you have to pull up a page that has the answer or do you have to answer the question? You have to answer the question. Yeah. So yeah, Google it. Give everybody yeah. a laptop. That would be fun to watch. Just ask ridiculous questions. Yeah. Well, it's like what's Jeopardy, the urban, right? What's the urban dictionary definition of? Or it's just like little... Little facts you wouldn't know. Like a really tough one would have been, um, how uh, how many times has there been a uh, two wild card teams in an yeah. NFC yeah. Uh, championship game? But the easy one, like how many how many rushing yards did Derrick Henry have in high school? Nobody know that number off the top of their head, but Google knows that answer, and you could find it. That would take a little bit more research but that's what i'm saying i wonder yeah. how precise you would have to be and i think you would have to be like but the, i wonder 100 questions how many rushing yards did derrick henry have in 2019 derrick henry rushing yards 2019 Boom. sure there yeah but you i wonder how fast people are at google i'd watch googler would you the reason i asked you if you watch jeopardy i think you could put it on twitch by the way too because you'd have to have alternating like picture and pictures you'd have yeah. to have the people on stage but then you'd have to also have their laptops like a live look at their laptops <laughs> Like the action. 
I would totally watch that show. Real quick, the uh, the fan text line says, if you don't like Jeopardy, you're a communist. So apparently you're a communist. Great. Okay. Not I denying. don't care about that. It's not denying it. If you don't like Jeopardy, you're a communist. Whatever. Here's the clue. Here's the clue from Jeopardy. Tell me if this is a cheap shot or okay. not. All right. In 1998, football fans debated who was the NCAA's best quarterback, Peyton Manning or this Washington State University Cougar. Their pro careers went in opposite directions. No, that's not a shot. They did go in opposite directions. I know, but you don't need that extra line. You could just leave yeah, that. That's more of a hit. I'll give you a hint. The other guy. Yeah, was that's terrible. part of it. They do that with Jeopardy questions. Now, I've watched Jeopardy enough that I know that in the questions themselves. There's a hint. Yeah, there's yeah. a hint. It's not just a basic question. Um, yeah. And that is a hint because that's literally how they're known. It's not just because they were picked one and two. It's the same thing as like when you have uh, Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin III. People are going to forget they were drafted in the same class because it was kind of odd. Like, yeah, Russell Luck, Wilson there, too. Yeah, like Luck retired. Er well, you know, one and two, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Luck no, retired you. early. Um, RG3, RG3 one rookie of the year, but then is now the backup. Yep. Yeah, and he kind of, like, hung around. Like, it is yeah. known with Ryan Leaf and with Peyton Manning that one of them yeah, I got you. was a Hall of Famer, and then one of them was considered the biggest bust literally in NFL history. <laughs> Dig. Yeah. That saying. is, just, look, man, Ryan Leaf doesn't need any help. He's on TV again. He's doing well. He's doing well. But I'm just saying, it's a, it's a little diggy. Did you ever hear uh, his interview with Sprague he did like last year? No. It was really good. He's a very considerate guy. Uh, you're talking about Ryan Leaf. That's right. Yeah, any of the interviews he's done, he is insanely generous and he's super honest about his path because pa past. Because he went to jail, he had struggled with addiction, uh, he was suicidal, um, but he's come around and is happy to share any of that. He's he's an open book, and uh, it is kind of cool to see because not a lot of guys are that way. So, Power rankings in terms of nice guy. Compared to Peyton Manning? Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's totally the nicer guy. I'm putting Ryan Leaf one. If <laughs> I have to in that draft class, who's the nicest guy? I got Ryan Leaf at one. Peyton Manning <laughs> might be a third Possibly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're kind of uh, working our way through the NFL games in order that they will be played. Uh, the early game tomorrow, a 12.05 kick, Houston Texans at Kansas City Chiefs. I suspect I know the way you will go with this one, which is the Chiefs will annihilate the Texans. This is the one game I will skip this weekend because <laughs> I do have an obligation. I have to go to my mom's house. Oh, um, so you're not skipping it on purpose. No, well. You're okay I, skipping it. I had to go to my mom's house to help her with something at some point this weekend. Uh, that's so the time I said, I will take that one. Yeah. But I mean, really, I think everybody else kind of feels that way too. Like everybody wants to watch the Vikings 49ers game because Absolutely, 100%. the Vikings seem like they could possibly upset them. Everybody wants to watch Lamar Jackson. And the night game on Sunday is going to be awesome. You have yep. Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. What else do you want? In Lambeau Field, where uh -huh. Russell Wilson is incredible on the road this season, but they his haven't won in Lambeau in like five years. Yeah, his career, it's much, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not very good. So this is the one game I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. The Chiefs played as good a defense as, as anybody at the end of the year. They weren't great at the start of the year. Uh, Texans kind of got through a bit of a clunky one uh, last week against the Bills. 
I don't know. Deshaun Watson has some magic in him, so that is the only thing that's keeping me intrigued. I don't know if the team is good enough uh, to to go out and play. And there's five players that are questionable for the for the Houston Texans. Not saying that that's going to be you know the guys won't play, but anytime you have a list like that, they're far more beat up coming into this game. Now Travis Kelsey is questionable for. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs as well, but they get the bye week, and I think it benefits them immensely uh, in the Chiefs. Well, you know, and just kind of circling back around to what we were talking about in the first segment is the fact that, you know, if you watched that uh, Texans-Bills game last weekend, I mean, yes, it was very entertaining, and there were some yep. really great plays and everything, but I think something that was lost in translation was there was really crappy football on both sides. <laughs> there was. There like was it was. They weren't playing very well. Yeah. And, in fact, the best play of the game was – a sack that the other team couldn't finish <laughs> and a broken play that hit. It though, was incredible. That Dude, that kills. I, I said it in the moment that hit would kill Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> he would have been dead. His career is over. Like he's literally dead on the field. It knocks down every other quarterback in the lead. Deshaun Watson spins out of it, makes a play to set up the game winning field goal. So, uh, fantastically entertaining but you're right it was not a well-played football game and I don't have a ton of faith in the Texans and the Chiefs I think are the team that is overlooked as a team that could win the Super Bowl and can beat the the Ravens um but I think because of the Mahomes injury in the middle of the year we just kind of lost track of the Chiefs a little bit they're the two seed for a reason they're a very good football team um I I I hope I wouldn't be mad if the Tennessee Titans upset I don't want to see them play against the Chiefs in the AFC championship I want to see the Ravens and the Chiefs, that's a game I was promised. That's a game I want to see. Yeah, I would too. And again, I would just go back to the whole thing with the Bills uh, against the Texans in the first round is that put any of the other teams in the playoffs, yeah. save the Eagles, yeah. and I think they kicked the living crap out of the Bills in that wild card round game. And probably the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's uh, move on. The big one, you mentioned it already. It is going to be the Seahawks traveling to Lambeau Field. It is oh. a game that I am most excited about this weekend. I am not a Seahawks fan, <laughs> but, but I am an Aaron Rodgers punking Russell Wilson fan. So this game is just like, yeah, it is Nirvana to me. And it's in Lambeau. And it's the late game. And they pushed it back last week. They played the late game at one o'clock. They're playing it at three 40 this weekend. So it's, which is it, awesome because then it gets done at around like six, six 30. And then you can time. have dinner and go to bed. It is a fantastic <laughs> time. Everything is going to be great about this game. Uh, I cannot wait to watch it. We will talk about that next center and saint. 1080 the fan man i'm totally into this idea of making the googler game show where it's not trivia because everybody can use their devices to pull up the answer and think of the possibilities you can set limits on how many bookmarks you get to use how many tabs you can have open you go to the lightning round you have to use your smartphone i'm totally into this idea will <coughs> think i can host it think i can host it Probably not. I don't think you know enough about technology. I know, but when that people would cheat and then you wouldn't know. I know, but I'm not the judge. Well, just host. I'd be like the uh, the lovable Steve Harvey type at the uh, the Family Feud. But you got you got to know enough to like be able to call people out on stuff and like even Alex Trebek like knows. Yeah, but I like a hefty amount of stuff to be able to like call people out. I'd get rehearsal time. I think you'd probably want some real, like, 
flamboyant, overweight dude who's into tech. All that right. would appeal to the people who probably are going to watch the show, which are nerds. <laughs> All right, we're going into the sports round. He's preloaded uh, ESPN. Not a great choice. Sports reference, probably a better idea here, but here we go. And here's Luke with the question. All right, what is the rushing total for these three running backs? Contestants. What? what? You know what? No, no, Is no. the picture of Steph Curry naked. You know Find who, it and put it up. Without going on a gay porn site. You know who hosts the show? Alexa. Oh, She no. has a question. You have a little orb. Some sort of robot. What is the... No? You know, you might want to copyright this thing or at least pitch it to a studio because I swear it'll probably get made at some <laughs> it point. It probably will. I don't even know what's on TV right now, though, so I might not be that guy. You and I will develop it together and we'll take 50-50 credit. It's, it's uh, college basketball. Wait, what? No, I, said, mean, oh. I mean, if, oh, if, you, if I flip through the channels, because I've just been streaming for, it's been like two and a half years now, so I haven't flipped through channels to see what's on. If there's like the game show network, what are they up to these days? Home and Garden TV? I have no idea. Well, the Game Show Network usually just plays um, just like reruns. Yeah, but don't they do new game shows on there? Eh, they're not relevant enough to mention. Yeah, that's fair. That's probably where the this game, game shows show that are popular now are like the singing and the talent shows. Like, yeah, or, those are or, considered game shows. Isn't there like the uh, the adult version of Double Dare hosted by Ellen now as a show? Oh, Ellen's Game of Games. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's not like a traditional game show. I think you would be better pitching this idea to a studio and then broadcasting on Twitch. There we go. If you did that, you would get a lot of people interested. We'll do it then. A traditional TV, I, you know, a traditional TV is dying a very slow and ugly death. I'll let you use your expertise to put it in the right direction. I'll be the creative director. You can be the technical director and we'll get the whole thing rolling. We'll make tons of money. Tons of monies. Then we can quit this crap. Absolutely. But right now, there's a great football game. It's going to be played 3.40 p.m. on Sunday. So tomorrow, you've got Seahawks traveling to Lambeau Field. It's only one day away, kids. Will, what's your uh, what's your geek out level on this football game? Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> Super pumped. Super pumped. That's what I'm big time pumped. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into this game, and it's kind of the converging facts that everybody's looking at and going, well, what the hell is going to happen is that the Seahawks are really good on the road. I think they've only lost one game on the road this season. Yep, if you count last week, eight and one on the road this year. But they suck at Lambeau. They so have. it's like, what? What's going to happen? And really, the Packers, for the most part, near the end of the season, especially their last game against the Lions, Look like a team that's really not in sync. Aaron Rodgers came out this week during press conferences and said, I can't find the rhythm with this offense. Yeah. I believe the only reason he's saying that is because this is the first time somebody has like reeled him in and said like, Hey D bag, you can't just <laughs> run around and throw the ball constantly, but I'm really good at it. Guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm Listen, really, guy. really good at it. And you know what? I, I honestly think this is the thing with Russell Wilson that he might benefit from is a little bit more structure on offense. Either that or just like a better offensive line, probably. Probably. Here's your your um, your injury report at one point this week had five members of the offensive line on it. Right now, it looks like you should have Dwayne Brown playing tomorrow uh, at left tackle, which is huge. Uh, George Fant is still questionable. Mikey Potty is doubtful. But you didn't know who was playing on your offensive line. You had every 
everybody on the injury report at one point earlier this week. So not just having a better offensive line, but having a healthy offensive line is important too. Yeah. I mean, right. It's, it's like, yeah, you can get all the guys you want, but it's like the running back position. Chris Carson looked like he was the bell cow for this team. And now they have, you know, the, the change up of Marshawn Lynch and Travis Homer playing back there. And Marshawn Lynch has played well. I mean, he has two touchdowns since he's been back. He looks like he has the ability to run over some guys when he gets in the secondary, which he's always been good at. He's been okay in short yardage situations, but he's a good change of pace because Travis Homer is a pretty good football player. Well, I think everybody knows what you got at the running back position, but here's one X factor I'm going to throw in here that is going to blow your mind a little bit. Is it fullback? No. Oh. Guess again. Uh, are you talking about the wide receiver position for the Seattle Seahawks offense? No. Okay. Well, then just say it. Quandre Diggs. Yeah, absolutely. Having him healthy, playing safety. Diggs has faced Rodgers twice a year as part of being on Detroit. The Seahawks are five and one in six games that Diggs has played over since in the midseason trade. Yeah, since he traded. Yeah. Five and one. What is Detroit's record with Quan? What does Quandre Diggs' numbers look like against Rodgers? Picked him off for some fumbles, safety blitzes. You got nothing just that they played twice. Well, they played each other twice, and the Seahawks are better after Diggs. Oh, there's no He's a very good football player. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something very, <coughs> excuse me, very interesting um, okay. to look at because really this is a game where it's really dominated by the quarterback's narratives, right? It's sure. the fact that Russell Wilson is just a, a football player, right? He's not really a quarterback. He just kind of snaps the ball, runs around, throws. Yeah, but he throws a deep ball really well. Those those passes to DK Metcalf, the one at the end of the game that kind of sealed the victory yeah, and that totally. bomb early. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I just say this for a second? Sure. And you're not going to like it. It's the, Russell Wilson sucks. No, it's Russell Wilson might be looking into his future in this game. And it's, it looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers, And that's not necessarily good. So Aaron Rodgers He's got his Super Bowl. And now he's just going to flounder around for a while. That's kind of what's happening. Yeah. Who right. Is, who is the best, re, best receiver that Rogers ever had? Devontae Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams, who's okay. still really good. He is. You also had Jimmy Graham for a while, who had a resurgence. You also had one of, one of the better slot receivers in uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah. Didn't he have Greg Jennings for a while, too? Yeah, he's had, he's had some good players, but you're looking at them trying to add pieces for Russell Wilson. They went out and got DK Metcalf. They said... You throw the best deep ball in football, and the statistics prove that out. That's not me just saying but that from my again, eyeball. I, I don't think Let's get a guy is, that can just yeah. fly down there that's a ginormous person. He had 160 yards receiving last week. Yeah, see, the thing is, I don't think this is a team problem. I think this is a quarterback demanding a lot of money problem, uh, and that has been the case with Rodgers. Rodgers has been the highest-paid quarterback in the league like two or three times. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I think, was for a little while until, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins. Be, I don't know. They all switch off constantly. Yeah, 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 but um, I think you're kind of looking into the future, and it's not a good vision because Aaron Rodgers at 36 years old can't really run like he used to. Yeah. And now for the first time in his career, he has an offensive coordinator and head coach in Matt LaFleur who's saying, dude, you need my help. You can't run around and do this forever. The more you do this, the worse the team is going to get, and the more players can't trust you. I'm trying to put you into a structured offense. Look, if we're down by 10 in the third quarter and I need your ass to start playing like a hero, go ahead and do it. But if it's the start of the game, 
please don't run out of the pocket and just throw deep. Russell Wilson can do all this stuff because he is in his peak athletic prime. I worry what happens after he is like 31 years old. Yeah, but watch his decision making in the pocket this weekend and see if it, if it matches what he, if it matches what he did last week. He was not doing the spin out of control and try to break out and run. What he was doing when he did run was making much quicker decisions and just run and running down the middle of the field, getting a quick slide in. I think that's a little bit smarter because what he needs to do is avoid going, I can make a play on every play and spinning back for a 15-yard loss on, you know, second and 10, and now you have third and 22. That's the thing that Russell Wilson needs to avoid is thinking he can make every single play. And Rodgers, for a while, could make every single play, and I think I think that's what you're making the comparison on. Somebody on uh, the text line, at least Rodgers made two Super Bowls. No. Or I'm sorry. Wilson. At least Russell Wilson made two Super Bowls. Yeah. I guess. He made two back-to-back, and it's been a while since they've been there. This yeah. this game I'm really looking forward to, and I and know. Also, I know, by the way, uh, the Super Bowls that both of these players made, there is a constant in it. Great defense. Great defenses, yeah. <clears throat> I know that the narrative is quarterback versus quarterback. And I know that quarterbacks don't play against each other because they're not on the field at the same time. I'm aware of all that. When it comes down to the final possession, I just, I'm going to be watching fiercely. Whoever gets the ball last could win this game. That's what, that's what's great about this game. Do you, do you want Aaron Rodgers throwing a Hail Mary against you? No. Do you want Russell Wilson to have the ball at the end of the fourth quarter? If you're uh, the Packers fan? No, I I hope you want, do you want Aaron Jones? running on your ass all night because that might be what happens. Now, there are reports. I should have asked you the running back that that they've had. Well, I was going to say there are reports that it is going to snow an ass ton at that game, and they've already contracted people out. They're hiring extra people to shovel snow already this week. 15 bucks an hour having people come over and shovel snow. So this might turn into a game where you have to rely on your running game or in Seattle's case, you have to rely on Russell Wilson to run the ball because you don't really have that effective of running backs right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I I look at it from the quarterback perspective just because I think it's two quarterbacks looking at each other that are incredibly similar on different ends of the spectrum in terms of their careers. One is at the peak, physical, mental. The other one is hanging on, kind of like, okay, I now have this little junior a-hole who's telling me what to do, and I really don't like him. He doesn't like me, but we're winning games. Well, and and he's at the first point in a long time where he needs a little help. Yes. He's always thought that he could do it by himself. So Yes. And now you have Aaron Jones. He's and now going you have into the, I won't a say, better defense. But I won't say that uh, that he's on the downhill slide. He's hanging he's, on. He's I would say he's going into the final chapter of his career, and what it ends up being is if he can play well with others, he still has a chance to win. If he can't, he'll be done in a couple of years. I just don't know why more quarterbacks don't look at what Tom Brady has done over the se- over yep. the seasons in New England yep. and be like, dude, just take less money. Yeah. Like both of those dudes have disgusting endorsements. Well, and they're also um both dating or married to uh women who Oh, have- whatever, dude. Sierra doesn't make any money. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life when people were like, you know, I think he could go play for the Giants because Sierra, she records her music in New York a lot. I was like, yeah, get out of here, shut up. F about that. Are you joking me? She should be lucky that she's hanging out in a mansion in <laughs> Seattle. Please, name me Sierra's latest great tune. I couldn't tell you any no, of her tunes. No, I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know at all. And I don't think anybody under 25 knows either. So you shut up about that. Stupid. I'm saying that, they're doing just fine. That rumor like bothered the hell out of me. I was like, you really think he's going to move because of that? Okay. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's, here's. Oh man, I got this city that like absolutely adores me and loves me. Oh, I should go to New York because my wife, you know, records there, I guess. Here's what we're going to do. Let's talk a little bit about the national championship game. We'll get back into the NFL to wrap things up. Uh, we will talk LSU Clemson after this news update. People on the uh, text line asking, <laughs> well, I wonder what the difference is between CR and Russell Wilson's net worth. Yeah, it's probably vast. Yeah, it's uh, it's about $120 million. Yeah. The... <laughs> Wait, what? What? What's her net worth? Hers is twenty. Russell Wilson's is one hundred and forty. Still twenty though. Again, not bad. That's net worth yeah, over yeah. a career. I understand. Russell Wilson currently. Yeah, but she can play making one hundred and forty million dollars. She can stay in the uh, entertainment business a lot longer than he can play football. Uh, well, let's also bump that up. Probably another twenty or twenty-five. Considering big endorsements, contract too. Yeah. Uh, since the last win in Lambeau uh, it's been 20 years by the way so you said five years it's been 20 years since Seattle won in Lambeau since then they've played I think eight. I was referring to Russell Wilson but thank you no, no I'm telling you the last time that the Seattle won in Lambeau has been so Russell Wilson hasn't been there that many for me, that right. many of those that's games. why I said five oh. for Russell okay I'm just I wanted to correct it because I misunderstood what you were saying so fine well, that's you your were, problem I, you were right whatever you were saying been 20 years since they won. The last time was 1999. John Kitna was your quarterback Barf. for Seattle. Uh, it was Mike Holmgren's first visit back to Lambeau since leaving uh, Green Bay for Seattle. Uh, they have played eight times, including two playoff games. Those games were played in 2004 and 2008. So the last time they played a playoff game, there was 2008. So they don't have like a recent dreadful history there or anything. Not like they play that often. Still eight though, man. Eight times in twenty years, including two playoff games. So still kind of weird that you're in the same conference. It would be different if it was but an AFC and NFC. What I'm saying is they don't just don't play that often at Lambeau Field. So you think of it: six regular season games in twenty years, two playoff games in twenty years, and they haven't played in the last thirteen, fourteen years uh, a game in Lambeau. So it's been a long time since they've played. So I think we're making too much of the losing streak. It's not like. It's if the Vikings hadn't won in Lambo in 20 years, that would be a big deal. I don't know, man. Because they play every year. I don't know. All right. I think it's a little overblown, but I wanted to take a little hiatus from it because it seems to have been forgotten that on Monday there will be a national championship game played. Right here on the fan. That's right. The end of the college football season will be wrapped up. Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers have had a magical season. But it's been like 29 games since Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers have lost. Joe Burrow, or I'm sorry, uh, Trevor Lawrence has lost one football game since he started as a freshman in high school. That's kind of crazy. I know. He lost a semifinal or a quarterfinal game in the playoffs, uh, I think his senior year in high school. That's the only game he's lost since he started the varsity uh, part of his career. That's ridiculous. So uh, it's got ice water in his veins. Yeah, he does man against Ohio state at the end of that game. He looked so composed. He looked better at the end of the game when it was pressure on than he did at the beginning of the game. Um, kind of the, you know, the way the season looked. So 
What's your thought on the game? Who do you got? Uh, I want to go with Clemson because it's one of those situations where why would you bet against them if they've proven you wrong at every pass? And yeah. they kind of have. Yeah. Um, you know, we crapped on them for their easy schedule, and then when they played against Ohio State, they weathered the storm at the beginning of the game and ended up pulling it out. Giggity. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is you have a Heisman winner on the other side in an offensive line that seems to be able to handle – a lot of pressure a lot of the time. And even when Joe Burrow is under pressure, he gets the ball out really, really fast. He makes decisions incredibly quick, whether he's going to run or throw. The game you really want to look at if you want to examine what this game will be like is the SEC title game when Georgia was constantly down Joe Burrow's throat. I mean, they were pressuring him all the time. They were bringing five and six. Um, they were forcing him to throw quick. But Joe Burrow did his best Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson impression and just sidestepped dudes. And was able to get out of the pocket and find open receivers. So, you know, I want to take LSU in this one just because of the fact you have the Heisman winner on the other side. And it just seems like after that Oklahoma game that um, it became pretty demoralizing for anyone to play this team. I I mean, that was a very (laughs) clean, surgical ass kicking. I've seriously never seen a team get beat that bad before with that kind of expectation that was held up. I've watched Oregon State games for the past couple of years, (laughs) and they got their ass kicked, though I went into the game just expecting it, and I was like, nah, whatever. That game, we joked before it, and I said, oh, my gosh, what if this ends up like Hawaii, Georgia? It was worse than Hawaii, Georgia. The first half, they they Georgia'd them in the first half. Uh, yeah, that was an absolute beatdown. The trouble is it was hard to glean anything from that game because it was such a thorough ass kicking as well. Um, I asked Cam Cleland this question on, uh, Thursday. I filled in dusty had uh, typhoid fever and nearly died, but he survived and was back on Friday. If you had to play for one of these coaches, Edo or Dabo, who'd you play for? Dabo. Easy. <laughs> oh, easy Dabo. <laughs> really? I thought the, uh, cause Dabo gets the little, uh, you know, the the little pompous God card played uh, fairly often when he's out there uh, doing his talking. No way, man. Dabo Sweeney is the ultimate motivator. Yeah. I mean, he goes out there for his guys. Like mm-hmm. the famous, the uh, I want to stop with the whole Clemsoning thing speech. Yeah. I mean, that was a turning point in the program where sure. I think everybody, not even not only just players, but recruits too, saw that and were like, oh, I want to play for that guy because he's, Friggin' sick and tired of it. And we're on somebody who's jumped around for the most part during the league. And I get it. This is kind of like the stop that he could have made that everything could have been successful. It's at order on it's LSU. It makes complete sense. But for the most part, I kind of feel like he's stumbled upon an incredibly good situation in a transfer quarterback. Who's a Heisman winner and a defense that's competent enough with an offensive coordinator that actually understands how to use receivers. I- I'm going to go Dabo. What if I told you at the pep rally, Edo was shirtless shotgunning Red Bulls. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I can't understand that guy. No, I know. He's fantastic. All right. Well, uh, that game will be played on Monday, but let's get back into the NFL. We will tell you what to watch in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. You can do it coming back. I figured you just. Well, they're getting a guy with with both. Oh, that's That's not not the one. You play when we come back. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. And I'm glad you didn't have that Ralph and Salafushi would never got past number one. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, that doesn't pump me up. All right. At all. I love like, it. Confusion doesn't get me jacked up. 
Fair enough. All right, we'll yeah, tell you what. Oh, yeah, we're going to get down now. It's great day. You like to talk about giving me a marshmallow. And I'm in the locker room, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. I guess. Uh, did you ever Did you ever see the video that Ryan Buckley brought back from uh, his trip to Louisiana? The guy's out on the boat, uh, the the hover, whatever you call them. You know what I'm talking about. The Hovercraft? Fan, the fan boats. Oh. And the guy, I, he's, what he says is, Yes, them gators like the hot dogs, but this one's going to eat this here marshmallow. But he goes, and Buckley was like, dude, I listened to that thing like eight times and tried to translate what he was saying. And I was there and he's walking me through what he was doing. And I was like, yeah, dude, that accent is awesome. And Edo does belong in LSU. I hope I hope they continue to make it back. Uh, to this point, because it's been uh, it's been a pretty fun ride. We'll see what happens Monday. But next, uh, we tell you what to watch. In what to watch? It's what to watch next. Center and Saint, 1080 the pin. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Just, just to throw in a quick uh, sidebar here. Russell Wilson is 0-3 as a starter at Lambo. Three games. How many games? How many football games has he played? What's his overall record? He's completed just 55 of his 96 passes there. That's 57%. Okay. And what? he's actually thrown six interceptions. Okay. At Lambo. That's. Fine. What's his overall record? I don't know, dude. Six interceptions on three losses. Hey, listen. I'm, I'm not saying... This is that- information I'm just getting now. <laughs> it's all... It's too bad because I could have all, thrown it in the last segment. It's all very... It's not just like a 20-year thing you were trying to kind of frame it as. It's like, oh, they don't play each other much. He's on three there. I know, but... Just Again, three games. And those three games, he was horrendous. In seven years, he played three games there. I'm, what I'm saying, though... Really bad. Really bad. Okay. But they have Quandary Diggs this time, which you pointed out. So, <laughs> And he's played there a bunch. The old Quandary <laughs> Diggs card. <laughs> oh, it's so the handy. The Quandary Quandary. Which one's going to pay off? Um, somebody does point out on the fan text line that the last time the Seahawks won in Lambeau, they were an AFC team. Is that true? Real? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they switched uh, after the 99 Dude, season. how does any of that not, like, worry you a little? Well, again, it's eight games. <laughs> Because, again, if they played there every year, it would be different. It's eight games, three of them Russell Wilson quarterbacked. It's not a huge swath. If they played twice a year every year in Lambeau, the entire seven years that uh, Russell Wilson has been in the NFL, then I would be worried. I'm just, just saying, dog, three times, six picks. <laughs> He's won, he won 86 times in his first seven years. I did the math really quick. Yeah. That's averaging two picks a game. It's very, very good. All right. So what quick is, math. is that what you're watching for then? Russell Wilson to fall apart under the pressure and the weight of the Lambo frozen tundra. 
For that game? Yeah. What in, in any game? What do you want? Oh. What's the one thing you're watching for this weekend? Uh, Above all else. Uh, I'm looking for experience to come out in the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, Only reason I say that, there are four players left from the 2010 Super Bowl team and seven from the 2014 team on the Packers that lost to that Seahawks uh, team in the NFC title game. And you have a head coach who, well, has no experience. Yeah. So it's kind of the battle of least experience to... A Seattle Seahawks locker room that has incredible experience on both sides, that being K.J. Wright, Bobby Wagner, Russell other side, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Marshawn Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch, too. He brings his yeah. breadth of experience, too. So I'm looking for the experience play. And Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll versus Matt LaFour. If you bring up coaches, I mean, there's one that's been there a lot. There's one that there has not. Um, I'm looking at the one seeds, in particular their quarterback position. Neither of those guys has won a playoff football game. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has two Super Bowl rings and he's been on the winning side. I get that, but he has not quarterbacked his team to a win in the playoffs. Um, and the San Francisco 49ers as the one seed, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. And then on the other side, Lamar Jackson's 0-1 in his playoff experience in the uh, since he's taken over the starting position for Flacco last year. They got beat pretty handily by a Chargers team last year that looked hapless against the Patriots. Uh, after that win. So if you if you say everything ratches it up a not, notch in the playoffs, the defenses are gunning for your number one piece more than they are in that, it's, it's stopping Lamar Jackson. So I'm watching those two quarterbacks and seeing who can go out and not just play well, but which one of them can go out and win the game for their team. I'll give you another quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. He's thrown at least one touchdown pass in 11 straight starts. Ooh pretty damn good man he's been he's been really good and yeah. it was, it's funny that you brought him up as your guy that really did everything asked of him last week mm. in a win over the Patriots because sometimes asking you to go dude just hold back just don't make a mistake is is a very difficult thing for a quarterback to do uh, you know we, we always praise the gunslinger mentality but a lot of times those guys just go out and chuck the ball around the yard and that can be the detriment of the team. It's like it's holding back and playing within the offense and within the game plan is important too. Well, and it's also getting a feel for the room and deferring to, you know, the hot hand. I think that's, again, this go all goes back to Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah. He's, he, he, it seems like he's kind of finally getting it, but like he doesn't have the hot hand anymore. It's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is your best offensive player on your team. Ooh, Sorry. Ooh, 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 ooh. I, I haven't really seen a yeah. lot save for the Oakland Raiders game where Rogers just exploded. Like he hasn't been that great this season. Yeah. No. He just hasn't. And Aaron Jones has been the highlight. You have a better offensive line. You have a better defense. You have Devonte Adams back. Who's kind of your reliable receiver, but at the same time, just feel the room out, dude, run the ball, let yourself win. Look, if you win the Super Bowl and Aaron Jones is your Super Bowl MVP, no one will remember that. They'll Terrell, just remember it's Aaron Rodgers' second Super Bowl. Terrell Davis. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, no one remembers him. They just remember John Elway getting yep. helicopter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just let it go, man. Yeah. Yeah. Winning another Super Bowl probably more important. Uh, the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the uh, first two series of the Chiefs and Texans games. <laughs> well, the the hallmark of that game, uh, Bills got the 16 nothing lead, and and towards the end of that game, it was you saw J.J. Watt and you saw Deshaun Watson look like they had an extra gear that the other guys on the field did not. They're playing also, a much better incredible team. what J.J. Watt did, by the way. He Yeah, coming yeah. back from a, a dislocate, or a, what was it, a 
dislocated pec or something? Hey, it was something with his glute? It was his pec. Oh. Pec surgery. It was a torn... A torn ruined. butt? It tore his butt. Uh, no, but J.J. Watt looked looked like he had that extra gear. Deshaun Watson certainly looked like he had that extra gear. I wonder if it will be as a parent. Uh, it, it will kind of tell me how much better Kansas City is than than Buffalo. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm looking for is will those guys stand out and play as incredible, look as incredible on the field as they did when they were playing against the Bills. You know me, man. I'm not a hot take guy. Hot take it. That's not what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you will turn that game off probably in two minutes i'm serious that's what I, that, but that's yeah. why that's why i'm watching for it like two minutes is just actually the first drive like I, I think you'll see like if the chiefs get the ball first you will turn the game off right after that first drive because i think within three plays they'll probably score and then you'll go <laughs> oh yeah yeah but but i turned on the bills game expecting josh allen to be terrible and i was like oh i'm watching this i started texting you i'm like yeah, this is the thing. And then they got a 16 nothing lead, and then, of course, lost it at the end, and that's where experience comes in. But hey, I'll turn on all the games. I'll certainly have them all on. Uh, but I, I'm with you. That's the one that feels like it could go sideways pretty quickly. Every game last weekend was a one-score game, including the Seahawks and the Eagles' uh, two-point conversion uh, after a touchdown would have tied it up. So Susie Colbert said that uh, her thing she's watching for this weekend is the letdown. Because she was like, last weekend was so, so incredible. Good, yeah. I'm just worried this weekend's going to suck. I'm watching. Me and Joe Namath watching for Susie Colburn, too. Hey-o. Uh, all right. Dude. That, well, that's not cool on either side. <laughs> she felt harassed, and Joe Namath, Joe like, Namath came out as an alcoholic I know, that. and he improved his life because of it. Wow. <laughs> Ending the show on a fart. All right, that's it. That fart means we are done. Everybody have a wonderful divisional round weekend. Bye bye. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance, anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. Juice. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.